This morning's Bible reading is on page 1041. As you can see, I'm reading from Luke chapter 11, verses 1 to 13. So page 1041. Luke chapter 11. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Then Jesus said to them, Suppose you have a friend and you go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread. A friend of mine on a journey has come to me and I have no food for him. And suppose the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked and my children and I are in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give you the bread because of friendship, yet because of your shameless audacity, he will surely get up and give you as much as you need. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, everyone. As we start to look at that passage, how about we ask our Heavenly Father to help us to understand what he wants us to learn today. Please join with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and what it has to teach us, and we pray that you might give us ears to hear and hearts to understand what you would have us learn. Amen. Prayer is a, a funny thing when you think about it. We get to come before the creator of the universe and ask him anything, even for a parking spot in Chatswood Westfield. When we think about it, it is both the easiest thing in the world, all we need to do is talk to God. And we don't even need to talk out loud. We can do it in our heads, and God still hears us. Easy. But it's also the hardest thing in the world. We often forget to pray. We forget to make time for it. We don't know what to say when we pray. We don't know what to ask for. We stumble. We don't know what we're doing. And then sometimes we wonder, does prayer even achieve anything at all? But here in Luke chapter 11, Jesus outlines just how powerful prayer is and gives us some good reasons to continue praying no matter what happens. And this is all because his disciples very helpfully asked, teach us to pray. 
I'm very thankful that the disciples did that because it leads to this wonderful chapter. So let's have a look. We'll see what, God, what Jesus has to say about prayer. Now, when you think about it, how would you expect to come before the God and creator of the universe, the very source and sustainer of life itself? How would you expect to approach him? Surely you would need to say the right words, maybe do the right gestures, do it at the right time in the right way. But that's not what Jesus says. He says that prayer is powerful because of who we're praying to. Have a look at verse 2 with me. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father. When we pray, we don't need to know the right words. We don't need to come in the right way because we are children coming to their Father. And God is happy to listen to his children because he loves us. You can think about it this way. If you wanted to meet the Queen, how would you do it? Well, you'd have to fill out the right paperwork, make sure you had the right visa, the right passport. You would be instructed on where to stand, when to move, when to bow, when to sit, when to stand again, exactly what you should be calling Her Majesty at what time. And if you did the wrong thing, said the wrong thing, well, that would be a serious social faux pas that could be catastrophic. Unless, of course, your name is Prince Charles. In that case, you can come to the Queen whenever you want and say, Mum, we need to talk. And that's what Jesus says our relationship with God is like. We don't need the right passport. We don't need the right words. All we need to say is, Father. And that's an amazing privilege we have. And this can really help us to understand why there are times when God would say no to many of our prayers. Because he is a good father. As you can hear up the back, Josiah is rather noisy and insistent sometimes. And there's often times in the morning when I'm drinking a coffee that Josiah will look at me, point at the mug and say, ba, 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 which in his words is, can I please have some of that? <laughs> but I don't want to give him any coffee. That's not a good idea. It's not good for him. As much as he wants it, if he has some, it would burn his mouth. And selfishly, I don't want to deal with a one-year-old who's just had caffeine. <laughs> and God, despite my selfishness, God is our perfect Heavenly Father. He knows what is good to give us. And so he wants to give us good gifts. And so if we spend time and we ask him for more money or a flashy car, and he knows that that car or that money will become an idol in our lives that will cause us to turn away from him, well, then he's not going to give it to us because he wants to give us good gifts. And there are plenty of times when we ask for good things, but we're asking at the wrong time. And so God says, wait. There was a time just after college when I really wanted a job. I was praying constantly for a job. Surely, that's what God wanted to give me. It was a good thing. I wanted to work in his church and serve his people. But God kept saying, wait. I didn't understand at the time why, particularly when there was one job that I particularly liked. 
It was a good job. I got on really well with the senior minister. It was in a good area, and the job description suited me. Surely this is where God wanted me to be. But no, he said, wait. Because, as it turns out, the minister at that church left six months later to go and be trained as a missionary. And it would not have been a good thing for either me or the church to have to be the only minister in the church only six months out of college. God knew what was coming around the corner. I didn't. And so he knew that although I was asking for a good thing, I was not asking at the right time. And so he said, wait. And this is why it's important to remember that God is our Father, because he will answer all our prayers. But there are times when he will say no or wait. And he does so not because he's a killjoy, not because he wants us to deprive us of something, not because he wants to punish us, but because he is our loving heavenly Father who wants to give us good gifts. And he's already given us the best gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit, to prove it. And so we can rest assured that God will look after us and that our prayers are powerful because God is our Father and that is who we pray to. One of the other great reasons that prayer is so powerful is because every person of the Trinity gets involved when we pray. You see, as Christians, we believe that there is one God, but God has revealed himself to us as three distinct persons. God doesn't shapeshift into these persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, Holy Spirit. No, these three persons are distinct, but they are the one God. We summarize this by calling it the Trinity. And when we pray, we pray to God the Father, and we do so only because of what Jesus has done for us. We have no right to call God Father in and of ourselves, but we can do so because Christ's death and resurrection on the cross has meant that we can do so. And as we pray, because of what Jesus has done, we also have the Holy Spirit who helps us, who gives us the right words to say. So all three members of the Trinity get involved when we pray. What an amazing privilege to pray. And this all naturally leads to the question, why do we bother praying? Surely God knows exactly what we're going to pray for and when we're going to pray it. So why do we need to say it out loud anyway? Well, to answer that question, we have to turn all the way back to Job chapter 42. This is at the end of the book of Job. Job's friends have been counselling him through a time of suffering and mostly been saying absolutely the wrong sorts of things at the wrong sort of time. And God's chastising them for their foolishness. But then he says this, My servant Job will pray for you, and I will accept his prayer and not deal with you according to your folly. God fully intends to forgive Job's friends and not treat them in accordance with their folly, but he chooses to do so through Job's prayer. And that's how God works in this world. He chooses to work through our prayers. Prayer is powerful because God wants it to be. It's a little bit like making a cake with a child. I have distinct memories of my mum 
needing to bake a cake a few times for work or Bible study. And every so often, I would put my hand up and say, hey, mum, can I help? And she would say yes. I have no idea why she would say yes. She didn't need my help to make the cake. She was perfectly capable of making the cake all by herself. In fact, the help of a six-year-old meant that the process of making the cake took longer and was far messier. I wanted to help because I got to lick the bowl. But what was in it for my mum? Well, my mum would let me and my brother help because it meant that we got to spend time with her. We would spend time growing in our relationship, learning about one another, and every so often I might learn something about making a cake. Mum used that time to teach me something about the world and to teach me something about herself. And God uses prayer in exactly the same way. As we pray, we grow in our relationship with God. The Holy Spirit teaches us more about God's character and helps us to pray the sorts of prayers that God wants us to pray. And in doing so, we learn more about the world and what God is doing in the world. As we pray, God gets alongside us and says, Come, join me in the work of glorifying Christ and bringing the world under him. What a great privilege. Prayer is powerful because God wants it to be, because that's how he chooses to work in the world. We don't always get it right. God doesn't need our prayers. He can do what he likes. But he chooses to get alongside us, to grow in our relationship with him, and to let us pray to him whenever and wherever we want, because nothing is too trivial for us to bring before him. Well, maybe, like me, you're struggling in your prayers. You forget to pray. Maybe it's time to try something different in your prayers. There are many different ways of praying. It doesn't matter how you do it, as long as you do it. Some people I know like to schedule a specific point in their day that they set aside just for prayer. And this can be a really helpful thing if you often forget to pray. You can put it in your diary or in your phone calendar so that you can block out everything else that's going on and just pray. This doesn't tend to work for me because I forget all the things that I need to pray for. I like to spend time in prayer often throughout the day, lots of short bursts, whenever I think about something that needs prayer. Uh, so if I've ever offered to pray for you when you've mentioned something to me, I've probably done it the moment we finish talking, so I don't forget. Maybe that will work for you. If you find that your prayers are very self-focused, a prayer calendar can help. It can help you focus on different topics at different times. Uh, this is one that I've used. As you can see, I tend to go for alliteration where I can. So you print this out. Monday, you pray for the, your church missionaries. Tuesday, you pray, spend time praying for the government. Wednesday, your family. Thursday, the world. Friday, your friends. Saturday, anything that didn't fit in any of the other categories. <laughs> and Sunday, you pray for your church. This is a great way of helping you to break out of praying for the same old things and to force you to think more widely. If you have trouble knowing what to pray for the world, Operation World and CMS have some great resources available that you can tap into and they can tell you all about all the different countries in the world and how the church is going in those countries. 
And as we've just heard, Gideon's has some prayer points that they're more than happy to send you if you'd like to pray for their work around the world. If you've got kids, praying with them is really important uh, to teach them how to pray and what they can pray for. Uh, doing so when everyone's at the dinner table is a good time because everyone's there. Uh, something that makes it fun is what I call the dice prayer. This is where you assign numbers one to six on a dice, a topic of prayer. I've stolen these from the Lord's Prayer. Um, the, the Lord's Prayer makes for a great way of shaping your prayers. It makes for helpful to think about all the topics because you spend time praising God, thanking him, asking him and apologizing to him. So I've just given them the numbers one through six. Then you all roll a dice and the number you get is your topic for prayer. This can be a great way of making prayer fun time around the dinner table with small children. And there are plenty of other ways you can do it. There are plenty of other resources online. There are plenty of apps on your phones that can help you pray and help you pray more regularly and more widely. But prayer is an amazing gift from God. As we pray, we come before the God and creator of the universe and say, Father, we don't need to placate an angry deity. We don't need to coerce the spirit of the universe or bribe some unknown entity. No, we come before our loving heavenly Father with all of our cares and our worries and bring them before him. And he loves to listen to us. He loves to hear us. And he says, join me, make a cake with me, join me in the work that I am doing in this world. So let's keep praying, because God wants us to. He wants to hear from us, and he wants to work in you and through you as you pray, to grow you and change you into the likeness of Jesus, but also to change the world around you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wonderful gift of prayer. We thank you that you love to hear us and nothing is too trivial to bring before you. And we pray that you will help us to pray, that you will teach us how to pray, and that you will help us to trust in you as our Father to answer them in the best way. Amen.